Greetings, everyone, and welcome to episode 91 of Teaching Tales, the podcast totally devoted to sharing stories from the world of education. As always, I am your host, Brent Coley, an elementary principal in beautiful Southern California. And joining me today, really excited about the conversation, Mike Earnshaw. Mike, how you doing, man? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me, Brent. Super, uh, just super stoked to be here. Yeah, we we've we had this on the calendar a while ago, and we had to reschedule. But uh, I'm so glad that we're able to do this. A, a fellow EduMatch author. Yeah. So that's... we were chatting about that before we before we started before we hit the record button. So uh, before we jump into the topic, let's let me, let me pass the mic to you, the the virtual mic to you. Introduce yourself. Who is who is Mike Earnshaw? Uh, tell us about your family, where you, where you, where you are, and professionally what you're doing. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, so for those who don't know, I am uh, Mike Earnshaw. I'm an elementary principal. I've been at my current building for seven years. Um, before that, I was a middle school assistant principal for two in the same district, um, and then before that, I taught middle school English language arts for I don't know, 15 years. Um, so when I, when I got the job as an elementary principal, my whole career had been set, you know, middle school. Um, and I anticipated to kind of be one or two years as a stepping stone to get back to the middle school. Um, but I, I fell in love with the elementary level and I fell in love with the staff. I mean, I know it's cliche and everyone's like, Oh, you know, our staff's a big family. We come together. I mean, but it, it truly is where I'm at. I mean, we've got, the, the turnover rate is extremely low. The people we've lost have either retired or um, they've left the profession for family reasons, mm-hmm. or they've just kind of moved far away. So I, I like to think that I have something to do with that, that I don't got that revolving door where I know other, other principals in the summers are trying to staff their building. And I'm kind of worrying about other things like making schedules. So um, yeah, that's where I'm at. It's in Lansing, Illinois. Um, like you said, I'm a, Edumatch author. Uh, my book's currently in the editing stages, so I'm I'm hoping for a you know spring summer, which would be good time to do some book studies before we go back to the uh, 20, uh, 21, 22 school year. Um, it kind of focuses on school culture and just things that we've done in our building, the stories we've we've done, the activities we've done to just kind of build build that culture and that buy-in, and you know just do some. Well, some out of the box type of type of stuff at faculty meetings and in classrooms. Um, I, I host a podcast, um, co-host a podcast. It's Punk Rock Classrooms with uh, Josh Buckley. He's a social studies teacher in Mesa, Arizona. We've been doing that for over a year. Um, we met on a Twitter chat one night. Um, I, I started blogging, and he read one of my blogs. I kind of referenced it in an answer, you know, trying to get some reads. And uh, he, he went and read it right then and there during the chat. And I referenced a, uh, an old punk rock band and uh, we just were brothers since then, you know, <laughs> we just started kind of talking and we were like, let's, uh, we started having a lot of conversations about like our background of growing up, you know, being in, in punk rock bands and skateboarding and just kind of being like those outsider kids and having this whole, you know, punk rock was always built on like passion unity and DIY the do it yourself mentality. And, uh, we, we drew all these parallels to education and punk rocks. We started the podcast where 
we try to we talk a little bit about music, but it's not it's not solely you know if you're you know not into that style of music, it's totally fine because we're just trying to show you that you don't need everything that's fancy. You don't need the the laser light show at the concert with a thousand people and you know six hundred dollar tickets. Like you can get a, a a pure experience at that same like five dollar show in somebody's basement. Mm-hmm. Um, so we host that um, blog. Um, I started writing poetry again. Uh, so I've been sharing some poems on our, on our website on punkrockclassrooms.com. Um, and it, I'm super excited. You asked me about my family. Like, I don't think anyone has ever asked me I... uh, about family and, you know, f- I'm a huge family man. And throughout this whole pandemic, um, I've come to real, you know, I've always known, but it's really put it in perspective. I was on the phone with my mom this morning and talking to her about the same thing that you realize what's important. Like we've grown so much closer. I, you know, I, I have a wife who, man, we've been married 13 years and 14 years. And we've been together though for over 20. Um, wow. I mean, yeah, we've, we've been together since she was in high school. You know, I'm two years older than her. Um, so we've been together a long time. Uh, we got two kids, my son, Evan, who's uh, in sixth grade. He's 12. And my daughter, Aubrey, is nine. She's in third grade. And, um, you know, they're just, uh, when I'm not, I've learned when I leave work, or when I leave my basement now, which has kind of become the office during all this, <laughs> yeah, you know, which they still think just because I'm home, they think I'm off. And I'm like, don't you see the computer and the yeah. people? I, um, I've learned, you know, it's okay to put my phone down. It's okay not to have to check every notification. And if it's that important, someone will call me. But just being in the moment with them, you know, so we've just, like, like many families, you know, we've gotten together every night we're watching a movie or we're playing games like the kids are older so we're able to share some of those classic like adam sandler movies or you know so we've been been going through an adam sandler phase right now lately (laughs) um yeah so just just trying to do as much as i can with them you know every weekend i i've been unplugging not doing any work not doing anything on social media and just you know being in the moment with them so that's well Dang, that's that's not even the topic for our for our episode today. But you've touched on I mean, we could unpack that for another fifteen minutes right there. I mean, a number one, I think that that's a bright spot. That's that's a silver lining to the pandemic. I believe yes. in some of the other conversations, I've experienced the same type of thing. It's the opportunity to, I mean, we've been forced <laughs> to stay in the house with our family. I mean, I, my daughter's twenty, and she had to come home from college. Right. Last year. So we weren't, I mean, earlier than she thought. So she, and she's still there. She's still home. Uh, so we've gotten to experience more family time with not just her, but my son who's in high school, he's there. So definite, definite has been an opportunity to prioritize what's really important. And I love how you said that to put the phone down, to disconnect, to unplug, because right now with everything we're going through, it would be just so easy to 24 seven. There's oh, yeah. always some, there's always something, right. to, there's always, always something to do. Right. We're never, we're never going to get it all done. So, um, and boy, as you, I mean, cause this is the first time that we've connected online. Yeah. Uh, we, we kind of 
virtually met through through Edumatch Publishing. But uh, man, as you were giving your background, like eerily similar to <laughs> mine. Like you said, nice. okay, this is your seventh year at the elementary principal. This is my eighth. You said you were two years AP as a middle, middle school AP. I was two years at a middle school AP. <laughs> you said you taught 15 years before that. I taught 15 years before that. Yeah. I mean, the, the only difference is all of my teaching was at elementary. And I went up as, a, as an AP at the middle school level. And then I came back home, so to speak. What an, right, right. I learned so much at the middle school. But yeah, my heart, because my experience was was there. And boy, I absolutely love it. And it's so cool. I just want to kudos to you. A low turnover, absolutely is a testament to what you're doing at your school. Thank you. I mean, that, that, that is, I mean, I've heard so often people don't leave jobs. They leave people. Right. They leave, leave, they, when they don't feel appreciated, when they don't feel uh, valued, that's when they leave. And if you don't have people leaving, that means they're feeling appreciated. And that means they're feeling valued, which let me segue into kind of what we were going to talk about today, which is like teaching and leading outside the box. You're, you're writing right now. Your book is, is focused on kind of like building that culture by doing things maybe a little differently. I mean, you've right. mentioned, you've mentioned punk rock, you've mentioned skateboarding. So let me, let me pass the, the virtual mic back to you and say like, so what are some ways, some stories that you may be able to share of ways that you are, you've got low turnover. How are you doing that? What kind of things are you doing at your school? Well, yeah. So I kind of try to make this a brief, uh, seven year summary, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, uh, when I, when I taught, when I was assistant principal, you know, I always stayed true to, to who I was. And, uh, you know, I, I always believed, and I still believe, you know, it's, it's relationships, number one, you know, it's not the content, the curriculum, the standards, like relationships are going to be number one for me with my staff, with my students, with uh, our families, the community. So, you know, my first couple of years as a principal, like that's what I did. Like, you know, they say like their first year, you just need to be be seen and mm-hmm. see everything that's happening. So I was out in the halls and talking to people, getting to know who they were, getting to see how they kind of operate, what, how things, especially tr- trying to figure out how, how is one teacher teaching every subject throughout the school day at elementary level and have recess and have kids crying. So, you know, taking it all in and then, you know, kind of after my first couple of the honeymoon phase, you know, it's kind of the expectation like, okay, well, now we're going to raise your test scores. Now we're going to do this and all that, you know, stuff that I, I would not say is like, you know, my passion. Like mm-hmm. I was an English teacher. Like I, I admit all the time to my staff, like I'm not a math guy. Like I don't want to sit there and analyze data. Like yeah. I got staff who like doing that. And because of the relationships we've built, like they will gladly say, Hey, look, give that to me. I'll break it down. And then I'll kind of explain it with you and, you know, we'll work through it together. Like, but they like doing that. I, I don't. So, you know, I, I got into, I got into that mindset where, okay, now I'm the principal, I need to be a stereotypical principal. And uh, I was miserable. I could feel the culture, the vibe in our building was going down. Like people were, you could just tell people were not happy. They were burnt out. Um, it's just, everyone was kind of going through the motions mm. and 
it came to the point where I was kind of like, I, I need to do something either, either I need to find a new career. Cause at this point I financially, you know, with having a family, I couldn't go back to the classroom. Sure. You know, I know we say it's not about the money, but in, in a way, like if my kids were older, maybe I could do that. But at this point, like we had already come to this, you know, rely on my salary. Sure. Um, so I, I was like, either I need to find a new career uh, or I need to, I need to find a way that I'm going to be able to stick this out in another 20, 30 years. So it was ironic that the, uh, NASSP conference was in Chicago that, that year. And, you know, I went and my first day was pretty lackluster. I didn't, I didn't, wasn't wowed by any of the sessions. And I went home that night and I started researching the next two days. Like, all right, who are some of these people? I wasn't active on Twitter at the time. Like I knew it was there, you know, we've all gone to the professional developments, like, Oh, get a Twitter account. And so I had one I didn't do anything with. So I started like researching all these people and I just came across some like names, you know, like Andy Jacks. I came, uh, you know, um, like I found this principles or dad's principles group and Adam Welcome, his name mm-hmm. popped up. And then this guy, Hamish Brewer. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, tattooed skateboarding principal. Okay. What is all this about? So I, I went to his session. I remember Todd Whitaker was the session before him in the same room. And I had known Todd Whitaker through Twitter. Um, so it was kind of nice because I got my seat because somebody else was like, you need to get there early because Hamish is going to fill that room, which he did. So yeah. I had my seat and then seeing him, I'm like, here's this guy who loves his job. He's genuinely authentic being himself. Um, I was like, why am I trying to be somebody I'm not? Like the staff saw through it. Who doesn't so, look like who doesn't look like you said earlier, the stereotypical principal. Right. So so I went back to school that that fall. And I remember day one, you know, we did our staff meeting. I, I came in, you know, I was very hyped up. I'm always hyped up in Energetic the first day, but I remember we were just doing some things. I, I had done some research that summer. I read read some books. I started getting active on Twitter and then finding all of these other school administrators who were not doing it the the normal way you know mm-hmm. so I, i'm like it's working for them so i i kind of came out and we did some some you know some hands-on activities you know icebreakers you can call them where people are up they're moving they're collaborating people were laughing and smiling and uh we we get to the you know we're there in their rooms working and i remember i just started rolling through the halls on my skateboard because i've skateboarded since i was five years old and passing things out and some of them are like oh my god you gotta do this every day the kids are gonna love it like and i even had um i had a staff member who i've known since i was the junior high she she was a a, an employee a staff member of the junior high um and then she went to the elementary school and a year later i came to the same elementary school and she stopped me and a couple weeks into school year and i had my skateboard with me every day at this point and she's like you know mike I, I could see a difference in you. And I Mm. think just the fact that you're sharing a passion of yours that you love and just like the freedom that you're out into the halls again in the classrooms and just like coasting through the halls. Like she's like, it's, it's a change in you and it's a, it's a positive change. And then, you know, it's kind of built off that. So um, I don't remember what your original question was at this point. I'm no, well, I'm summarizing my seven years here. So no, but I think that's. I mean, I think you hit it. I mean, I as soon as you started, one of the first things you said was, 
when you first got there, it was build a relationship, listen, observe, do all of that. And then you said, and then I, I had to become the stereotypical principal. And as soon as you did that, you said I was miserable. <laughs> Things started going down. The morale went down. You go to N NASSP. You see, I mean, you Got see. Like re-energized. Yeah. So it, it brought back that fire, that passion of why I got into education. Because I've, I've always believed no matter what level or title or role you have, which, you know, I, you've got, you got to enjoy what you're doing. And that's something my dad taught me when I was very young. You know, he worked in the mills and the steel mills. He always, you know, he, he still works. He won't retire and he's, he could easily retire, but he still goes to this plant every day, you know, and phys, you know, doing physical labor. He's almost 70 years old. And, and he's told me, I remember one, one summer day, I'll never forget it. And it was a summer afternoon. He was sitting at our patio table. His friend from work was over. They were still in their work clothes. You could tell they'd been sweating all day. They were drinking cold, some cold adult beverages. And them both just looking at me saying, you know, whatever you choose to do, make sure you enjoy going to work every day. Because mm -hmm. if you don't, you're going to have a, you're going to have a miserable life. And, you know, so that's why I went into education, like to, to make a difference, but to have fun. Like I, as a student, I always had fun. Like it was, I enjoyed being in school. Like, yeah, I never say I go to work. Like, I say like, oh, I gotta go to school. I go to school. Yeah. Like I don't I go to work. So, you know, bringing that back. So, I mean, yeah, the past three, three, four years now, um, you know, I think, I think the conference was in 2017, 2018. Um, you know, that's what we've been doing. And, you know, it's, I'm not going to lie, this, the pandemic's been tough before we, before we started recording, you know, our, our whole students are still virtual. We're coming up on a year that we haven't had students in our building. Our staff is working from home still right now. Um, since Thanksgiving, at the beginning of the school year, they were in the building. It was a little easier. We have, we have about 50, 60 staff members. So we couldn't all get together for like a staff meeting. So it's kind of awkward doing like half here, then half there. My you know, assistant principal in one room, me in the other. Um, but at least we could see people face to face. Um, Cause that's how I've always operated you know, yeah. face to face. Oh um, yeah. And it's, it's been a struggle for me this year, but um, prior to this, I mean, and this, you know, shameless plug for the book when it comes out, but like all of these activities that I've done, like at staff meetings where we're having fun, we're getting up, like staff have told me, I, I can't believe that was two hours after school. Like it flew by when most, most staff members are sitting there with just that face. Like, when will this be over? I want to go home. Sure. You know? So everything I've done has always been one to have fun, but two to get, get our task across or get the improvement that we're looking for together. And then I want the teachers to be able to take what we've done and do it with their kids. Like the book, you know, my book, the Educulture Cookbook is not going to be about just for principals or administrators of what you can do to improve your culture. Like it's got a, a teacher can easily read and say, I can do this with my students, you know? Absolutely. So at, well, at, I mean, started with a, it started with a skateboard. It, that's all it was bringing in a passion of mine, bring, bring in a passion of yours. And your staff is like, Oh my gosh, you need to keep doing this. Kids are going to love this. 
and I love how you said um, you're modeling essentially. You're it's like, hey, I'm going to bring something that I'm passionate in. Let's bring it in something that you're passionate in. And you said just have fun. And I think, I mean, shameless plug for my book too. <laughs> the power of fun is one of the chapters, and yes. I, it cannot be understated that if school is fun, kids will want to come more than they would if it's, I mean, nobody wants to go to something that's not fun. Right. Um, I mean, (laughs) as you were saying that, it's just like you said modeling. I mean, this was today. We're recording on a Wednesday. Two days ago, we had a staff meeting. And like you said, it's like, is there stuff that we need to get through? Are there housekeeping things and information a lot? Yes. We've all seen the memes that say I survived another staff meeting that could have been an email. I mean, it, it's, it's, and sometimes that's true. Other right. times there's some, some communication, some information that it just needs to be communicated live right, or, right. or face-to-face. But what we did this last time, just knowing, you know what, everyone's, they're so stressed. They're working so hard. We opened, we opened the staff meeting with a Kahoot. Nice. I just did. And, we, and we've done that before, but it's been, right. it been a while since we've done that. So very first thing, we're already virtual. So everyone's at their computer. They, 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 we did Kahoot, 14 questions of just random facts, opportunities to win um, Starbucks gift cards. The person who won, he's a Taco Bell fan. So Donnie, your Taco Bell gift card's on its way. <laughs> but, but then we finished with deal or no deal. Um. You're familiar with the show? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I used to love that. So we sandwiched it. We opened with something fun. We did our housekeeping and we closed with something fun. Basically, have the, the a video game. So we randomly did the like the wheel of names. And one of the teachers had an opportunity to play deal or no deal with That's everyone cool. cheering her on. And I had like a conversion chart. Um, so she's not going to win a million dollars, but it's like <laughs> this number of this number of dollars would equate to X, like extra money for copies or extra money in your, in your class account or just something like yeah. that. And then I was trying to model, Hey, this is something you, Hey, maybe try. Like I used to do that with my students every Friday. I had a weekly homophone challenge yeah. on Mondays. You read the book. I talked oh, yeah. about this in the book where, you'd put a, a weekly homophone riddle on the board and they could make guesses through the week. And at the end of the week, I would randomly pull one of the guesses. And if they had the answer right, and if they had completed all of their assignments for the week, they got to play deal or no deal. Same kind of thing. I just did it with the teachers. And then I sent the link out. I sent the conversion chart to the teacher saying, Hey, maybe something you want to try with your kids. One of our fourth grade teachers emailed me the next day saying, I tried it with my kids, Brent. They loved it. And it's like, ah, it just, it warmed my heart because it's, yeah, it's, it was different. It was outside. You don't typically, I mean, staff meetings, when people think staff meetings, they don't think of playing deal or no deal. Right. No. And please, in no way am I trying to say, oh, my staff meetings are the best because any of my teachers right now listening saying, I've been to some of your staff meetings, Brent, (laughs) and they're not all, they're not all, they're not all rainbows and unicorns. So, and that's something that that I'm always having to like, how can I make this more engaging? How can I think outside of the box to make a staff meeting more enjoyable? So that's exactly it's almost like and I look at it for us as administrators, 
that's our time. Like that's our lesson planning. Like I don't just list my bullet points and say, here's what I'm going to do. Um, you know, look like, okay, what do we need to get through? But how, how can I, I always think, you know, how can I get them up out of their seats? Mm-hmm. How can I get them working with other people? Cause teachers are very like, they always stick to their team. Yep. Yep. Oh, we're the, we're the fifth grade team. Sure. We're going to sit at this table. We always sit at this table. Like, so, okay. They can come in that way, but how can I split them up? How can I get them with other people? Well, virtual meetings is awesome. You do the random teams now or random breakout rooms, breakout rooms. They're there. But you know, how can I get them outside? Like when we were in person, a lot of our activities, you know, I would, I would tell them, Hey, make sure you've got, you know, a sweatshirt or whatnot. Cause we're going to be outside. And we, we would go do like, we did struggle Island outside on the blacktop, which, you know, for that one, all we did was we got in a circle. They had, everyone had submitted questions. Everyone had submitted something they're struggling with that they didn't have a solution to. And it was anonymous. And they put in an envelope all week. They just would throw these cards in an envelope. So we went outside and we formed a huge circle and I stood in the middle. I pulled the card out and I read the question. Now, if you were facing that same struggle, you were to take a step backwards, which then mm-hmm. symbolizes, Hey, you're out in the ocean. You're in the waters. You, you are drowning. You don't know what to do. If you didn't move, you're still in that still where you were started. Mm-hmm. That means you're on the island. You you have an answer. And then we shared out. Okay, well, mm-hmm. you know, Brent, you're still standing on the island. How, what did you do in this situation, or what would you do? Yeah. And I thought it was a flop. I didn't get through every card, obviously, but I had staff come up to me later and say, "You don't know how much that I appreciate that because." Sometimes people, especially if you've been, if you've been in the game for so long, you're afraid to, to admit you don't have an answer. Um, and we got to get outside. We enjoyed like November, you know, crisp November air. You know, there's times we've gone to the art room and we just painted pumpkins of our favorite children's literature. And the whole point was just to have some fun at the end of a staff meeting. I had, I had half the staff stay after the contractual time, after the meeting was done because they were still painting and talking. And while we're in there, you know, someone was like, we should put these on display in the library. I'm like, okay, let's do that. Hey, we should make a challenge for the kids. They should, they should guess who painted which pumpkin. And And then our library clerk, she put the book of each one next. I mean, and it's something, and the kids loved it. The next year, the kids were like, you guys aren't doing the pumpkins. You're gonna do it year? again, right? So, so um, you know, we did. Um, but yeah, just trying to do those things, like, and and I'm I'm so glad you mentioned the games because that's something I need to start doing because I'm struggling with virtual meetings. I mean, it's hard. It, it's hard because I get what the teachers are saying because when I see all of a sudden I start see screens going black and I just see a name or or, or a picture, I'm like. Are they there? What are they doing? Who are they texting? You know, um, well, but, you read the room. I mean, right. when, you're in, when you're in person, you can read the room. Right. And you can, you can, you see the nodded heads and stuff like that. And in a zoom meeting when quarter sized pictures, it's or cameras right. off because they've got toddlers at home crawling all right. over them. And we, right. we, we, we understand that it's hard. It, it's, it's, very it's hard. definitely more difficult. I like that game idea though. I mean, some of the stuff we've done recently. So one of the ways, cause I've felt disconnected from, from our staff. Um, 
so myself, my assistant principal, three days a week, we hold, um, teachers are done teaching at two 30, but they're, they're on the clock till three twenty. So Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays, we, we started, um, town halls completely voluntary. It's a, just a recurring zoom link. Anyone who wants to hop on can hop on. If, if I've got any new information of, of what's going on with the district in the return, you know, I share that. If anyone has anything to share or positive shout out, um, you know, we've been doing it now for so many weeks in a row. It's kind of, you know, you kind of get there. You're like, okay, Hey everybody, nothing's changed in the last 24 hours, but it's what's kind of been happening is it all started, um, a couple weeks ago, and she's probably gonna gonna hate me that I'm sharing this, but um, we're sitting sitting there, and I'm like, someone's trying to get in the meeting, and it says their name is I am Poop, and and I go, you know, I don't know, is this one of those things you hear about Zoom meetings Zoom getting bombing. hijacked? Here we go. So everyone who's in there with me is like, let them in, let them in. We need to see who it is. And all of a sudden, you know, like the screen comes, but it's still black. They're connecting. And it's my assistant principal and we're all, and she's like, what? She had no clue that her daughter had changed her, her zoom name when she, you know, used the computer for, for a girl scout meeting or something. And so kind of ever since then, like we've talked about the weirdest things we've ever eaten or just like random bizarre stories. And I feel like it's a way, cause right now more than ever, we need to help people kind of, we need to bring like laughter back. We need to bring fun back to just decompress, like, and know that while a lot of us, if everyone's out of their comfort zone of how, the, what's going on. Um, but like we said at the beginning, there's still those silver linings. There's still things to be grateful for. There's still things that hopefully we learned we can carry with us when we return to quote unquote normal. Yeah. Um, and we still just got to have fun with each other and let each other know that we're there for, for one another. No, I, I absolutely. And you said, that's what I'm learning now. And my assistant principal, I mean, Cassie, we're, you said it, we're having to step back sometimes and just, I, I love your town hall idea. I mean, like of just, Hey, come on in. And it doesn't have to be analyzing data conversations, right? It, it, Right now, I think more than ever, maybe it's talking about your favorite foods or it doesn't matter what it is, but right, right now, just that SEL, we talk about the importance with our students and making sure that they're okay. Our staff, we need to make sure our staff right. is, is okay. And if that means putting the data aside for a, for a meeting, um, then that's what we need to do. I mean, we right. last last week we had we have weekly grade level meetings where our collaboration meetings where we talk about students and how are things going and what can we do to help out and and last week I mean kudos to to Cassie RAP I mean she was putting the agenda together and it was just like how you doing when the teachers came in it was just you have a notebook yeah close it up you don't need it how are you doing. And it was, we just, we just checked in. How you doing? Yeah. And Mike, I'll tell you, I mean, there were watery eyes. We had teachers just say, thank you. Yeah. I just need, because even if it's for just this 30 minute meeting, 
Thank you for letting me breathe. Thank you for letting me just kind of take a break because we preach self-care and take care of yourself and make right. sure to turn. But are we giving, it was such a great reminder. Are we giving them actual opportunities to do that? And yes, we still have a job to do. <laughs> we can't put it aside the whole, I mean, we still have to right, meet the right. needs of our kids, but if we don't have anything left, we're not going to be any good for our kids. And right. that's whether you're a principal, assistant principal, or a classroom teacher. Um, I think it's all, it's all the same thing. So a hundred percent. I mean, that's the thing we got everyone, especially the teachers, you know, are working so much harder. Yeah. You know, I had a teacher the other day who, who calls me and internet at home's out. Comcast can't come out till later in the week to get it fixed. We had just gotten a ton of snow. So the building was closed and they're in a parking lot, like on their phone teaching from their phone because they got, you know, a signal from, from, from this parking lot. And, you know, it's, it's just a show like, you know, they want to be there and teach and it's, you know, we we need to just kind of sometimes not always have these staff meetings where, it's data, data, data. This, this is especially at the end of a school day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I just coming back to that word stereotypical, which is kind of the, the, the backdrop, the theme for this. You use that word stereotypical and it's just like, we don't always have to be stereotypical. Yes. We have to look at data. Yes. There's, I mean, but it doesn't have to always be that. Well, principals don't ride skateboards through their hallways says who right you they can't you're a you're a principal and you ride skateboards through the hallways yeah Chris brewer is a principal and rides skateboards through the hallways i mean who who says you can't do that right who says teachers can't take their kids out and do something that teachers normally wouldn't do in terms of whether it's having a three-point contest or, or something, it doesn't matter right. what it is, find your passion and, and do it. So, I mean, and that's, and that's, what's helped. And, and, you know, you said earlier how I'm modeling, we, I think the staff seen me kind of bloom after that conference and bring the skateboard. And that's when I started blogging and sharing it. That's when I, I got really involved in, in Twitter and reaching out and expanding my PLN, um, you know, them it's okay to take a risk like it's okay to to be who you are and try something new and if you fail and then well you know pick yourself back up and we'll figure out how to either make it work or maybe we don't we don't use it we move on to something else so mm-hmm. but if you don't try anything new right you're gonna keep if you hadn't tried anything new i think you pretty you pretty much said I'm, am I going to have to find another career? Am I going to have right. to, like, I couldn't have co- continued to do what I was doing because I just wasn't enjoying myself. And right. kids see it when they see you enjoying themselves. So if you're a classroom teacher, that would be my message is if you're enjoying yourself, kids will notice. They're and always watching. They're always watching. If, if you're yes. having fun, they're going to have fun. And as, yep. a, as a site leader, as a district leader, whatever you're, if I'm having fun and my staff is going to see that, wow, he's having fun. I mean, 
everybody wins. Yes, 100%. Everybody wins. So, well, Mike, I'm encouraged. To, once again, I say this all, often at the end of episodes, like it doesn't matter if anyone didn't listen to this because I was encouraged by talking. That's by my talking favorite with part you. of your book. That's my favorite part of your book, Brent. <laughs> I told you that earlier. You know, it's, it's so true. And I've adopted that mentality. You know, if one person takes something from it, it's all that matters. Amen. Just encourage Amen. me. You got, you got me excited for tomorrow. There we go. Awesome. Well, likewise, that right back at you, my friend. So again, you, you dropped it at the, at the top of the episode, kind of, if anyone, you mentioned PLN. I mean, and I think what a testimony that you said, you went to a conference, you reached out to your PLN, that re-energized you and has made you a better educator. For anyone who wants to reach out to you, um, how can they do that? Give us your podcast information again. Talk about your book that's going to be coming out because um, I want people to connect with you, man, and learn from Yeah, you. I appreciate that. So, yeah, so both um, both on Twitter and Instagram, my handle is at Mike R. Earnshaw. So Mike, middle name R, last name Earnshaw. Got my kids there. That's hey, guys. Right. Evan Aubrey, can you guys keep it down? So Mike R. Earnshaw for Instagram and Twitter. Um, we I also can be found with uh, my co-host Josh Buckley uh, at Punk Classrooms. Same thing on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, the website is punkrockclassrooms.com. Uh, you can find all of our podcast episodes there. Um, we've got we've got all the blogs that Josh and I um, have written. Uh, we're getting some guest bloggers, some, some past guests that, uh, have been on to get some blogs up. We've got, um, well now we've got the poetry tab cause I've started sharing some of that. So we also got a merch tab. You can get some, if you're virtual, get some, uh, some punk rock classrooms gear before you head back to school. Um, yeah, but then the book, like I said, I'm hoping for, uh, for a late spring, early summer release date. You know, like we're in the editing stages right now. It's tentatively titled The Educulture Cookbook, uh, Recipes to Positively, Positively Transform School and Classroom Culture. And um, like I said, it's a lot of, lot of, you know, just, you know, if, any, if anyone, you know, your listeners have read your book, it's kind of written in the same style. I'm, I'm just telling you stories. I'm not giving you data and research. I'm, I'm telling you stories that I've lived through, that our staff has lived through, um, you know, that struggle island. I talk about, you know, there's there's a chapter. I talk about the skateboard and bringing it back. I've got, um, you know, flipping flapjacks, this activity we did where they had a staff came together as teams and they had to flip a piece of butcher paper over without stepping off of it. And just a different approaches each team took and how they did it and and the beauty before it turned into less of a competition and more of an encouragement to get every team regardless if you were first or last um you know just just stuff like the fun stuff we've done that has has helped to transform our culture but then also help us to work towards you know inspiring our kids which is why we're all there so there there it is well I can't wait because like you said, stories, that's my passion is telling stories. It's your passion telling stories and it's real. And that's, I yes. mean, research, yes. is, research is great. Definitely, that's not but... my book. That's not your book. You're telling stories. You're sharing what has worked and you want to share that. So I look forward to uh, to that coming out. And uh, appreciate it. Yeah, you got it. You got it, man. So 
thank you for coming on. Uh, yeah, thanks for, for having me. Oh, my pleasure, Mike. And uh, for everyone listening, thank you for listening once again. Uh, if you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe. Uh, you can listen to the podcast on my website, on the podcast page at brentcoley.com. Or again, you, you can subscribe, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts, you can find the podcast. Uh, and thank you again for listening. And until next time, have a good one.